We've got a code. Use code VOLLEYPOD for 20% off almost anything on the Art of Coaching Volleyball website, including premium memberships, coaching resources, and nearly all books. That's VOLLEYPOD, V-O-L-L-E-Y-P-O-D. Use it to save anytime you're on the site. Are you ready to take your volleyball game to the next level? Every week on the VolleyPod, we talk to two top coaches who share their secrets for success on the court. From drills to build skills to strategies for boosting confidence, you won't want to miss this valuable advice. Tune in now and elevate your game today. Good morning and welcome to the VolleyPod. How are you this morning, Todd? Davis, it's all good here. Uh, how have you been? I've been doing great. Been doing great. All right, how's the family? Dude, family's doing wonderful. All right. Our last week of summer here before we get into the volleyball season. Uh, we better start having fun quick. I know. Let's get this fun <laughs> going here. No, it's been great just seeing Charlie grow up, getting to spend some time with her. It's all been right. good. What about you? Good. Yeah, just cruising. So uh, we did a little Catalina trip this past okay. week. Nice. So got a little uh, preseason uh, vacation with the wife. Had a fun time there. There you go. And then I uh, got a little camp going this week. Same, and same. then... Uh, Get up. the season yeah get a little rest and recovery before we go into the the big push and uh, it sounds like you're on the skill this week i got the skill okay so cool this what is another got? one kind of goes with with what we talked about a couple weeks ago as far as that idea of can we teach iq and this is titled teaching decision making in six on six oh i like this and Very so cool. I think one of the one of my pet peeves now is just watching teams play six on six and coaches thinking that, oh, okay, well, I can kind of cruise now because I got through practice and right. the last half hour we're scrimmaging, you know, that scrimmaging as so I go around, well, well what, what's going on here? <laughs> do you have a focus? You're playing, but right. what are we getting better? What, right. Do they know what they're focusing on getting better? So this Great is... Uh, uh, a way to kind of focus on that decision making, okay. especially offensively. Okay. Uh, but there's always uh, two sides to the coin. So if the offense is making a decision, then the defense has to respond to that. So you're getting uh, value on both sides of the ball. That's a really good point. Yeah, for sure. I so like number one, uh, we've talked about this one before, play two contact, yes. six on six, two contact. Okay. And so now what decisions are being weighed? Well, decision number one, I have all of these bad sets. Right. And should I jump and hit? Should I bump it over? And yes. if I'm going to bump it over or set it over, where am I going to go? And what is that going to look like? So there's all these decisions being made. On the defensive end, you have all this, wait a minute, am I going to be blocking this? Is Are they going to hit or is it going to be? So you have all these opportunities for these decisions to be made on both sides of the ball. That's such a cool one. I so, love that. Simple one, right? Yeah, and it speeds them up, speeds up the decision making. Yeah, it's good. The one. next group I have is uh, Katie named it this or that. I okay. kind of like it. So there's two things you can okay. do this or you can do that. So you're a pin hitter, and we start with a pin a hitter attack on okay. a side, and you can lift tip or chop line. Ah, okay, cool. So this or that, right? And can you start getting a feel where is right back playing you right now? Right. Okay. And so you're getting this decision making right really into good. this outside hitter. Oh, I lift it. It was a great lift tip, but she was standing at the five foot line. Right. So it was right, right into her lap. Yes. So like you should that. chop that one. That's cool. And then our defender is starting to pick up cues. Can they start picking up the cues on that? Wait a minute. Is it tight enough to lift tip or not? Yeah. 
And okay. if it's not tight enough, oh, he's got to chop this when it's way off the net. Right. Ah, right? that's cool. I like that one. So, uh, a bunch of here's a, a kind of a little sequence of this or that. Hit hard and high off the block. Okay. Or tip it softly into the block and self cover. Ooh, I like that. Notice there isn't jam into the block. I'm not a jammer because I I think a lot of times when kids try to jam balls into the block, throw it out. They either throw the ball out and doesn't touch the back, or they get stuff blocked. Mm. That's true. And yeah, so absolutely. if you hit high and hard, you never get stuff blocked. Right. That's true. I mean, if, if the block goes back over the net, it should be coming high over the net. Right. Right. Yep. And uh, if you tip it softly, it can go off the edge of the block. True. On their side. Yeah. Or we can cover. I like it. Yeah. And, so, and that's an under-practiced one. The, right. The, the tapping cover. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Yep. It's a good one. Uh, next one is setter dump to donut or deep to left back. Oh, so okay. you start in system and you go, okay, where's the libero? What you, you talk about having a big triangle or small triangle, yes, right? Yes. With where's that left back libero playing you? Right. Can you get it in the donut honor or can you push it overhead if she's cheating in on that? Yeah, I like and it. can you be deceptive with it? I like it. And can your sharps be precise enough that if they are in the other, that the correct choice works? Right. Right. I like that. That's and awesome. And so we like for you setters, the other one we do is donut. Or back to area four. Let's say they're in big bunch and okay. on when we're in, let's say, two hitters. And so we're running a quick and their left front is uh, in there helping out. She's in, you know, big, big bunch. Right. Uh, can our setter get the set that back set behind or lift it behind into area four? That's cool. Or throw it in the donut. Where's the libero playing? Can okay, the libero so get both of those? Can, can I interrupt with just a sort of yep. uh, how you would administer this six on six? So you're playing six on six. You you enter the ball to a passer. Obviously, they're going to pass to the setter. And are you scoring it right then? Are you saying are you saying every time they're going to try for that, or they're saying if you can score on that, they get a point? Or like how would you set this up as far as actual drill? Yeah, we would say, hey, the play is going to start with this. Okay, it's cool. going to start with this. Gotcha. And if you score. If the offense scores, it's worth two points. I like that. Right like away. That. So the first play is scripted. Okay, perfect. This or that. Yes, gotcha. And if it's not, then you play it out. And if a team wins, it's a point. Now, if either team in the rally can still do that same thing later in the rally and win either side, yes, then they get two points as well. Yeah, that's what I like. Okay, cool. That's so there's a, a bonus to do it, through. but you don't yes. have to do it. You can just play straight. Right. Except on the first one. The first right. one has to be that. So well, I think you get that content. That's cool because then you can make sure it's set up, meaning like you're going to be fairly controlled to make sure it allows for it. And then if, if you try to force it on the second and third, you know, try, it can be forcing something that's not there. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So I right. love that. Really cool. So we start in system where it's there. Cool. Uh, middle attack. Okay. Tip to zone three or zone four against that big bunch. Ah, I like it. Okay. So yeah. can the libero get both of those? Uh, that's, and if you, like if that. you tip that ball in the middle of the court, slot just slightly to your left. Yes. So it goes to the setters kind of half of the court. Yes. Can libero get that? <laughs> Who's going to get that lift tip like on the quick that. attack? I like that. That's and great. if the libero is cheating in the middle of the court, then you can get that ball to that sideline, right? Yes. That's low over the net. Those are deadly. Yep. That's awesome. Okay. I'm uh, came back from Japan and I'm I'm into this you know my new thing I'm into oh, this yes. fast thirty one I'm yes. into this zero tempo thirty one set tight yes. yes and so the setter is either going to set that 
or dump it to where the middle leaves. If the middle goes to front, the three, <laughs> then we're just dumping right where that middle left. So right, so close to the net, like four feet from the net, middle of the court. Yes, that's awesome. Or I, set that, this or that. I love that. Okay. That's a cool one. I'm laughing because it's, I'm having a little sneaky laugh. Like I'm just envisioning this happening. That's such a little sneaky little shot, but it's such a cool one. Yeah, no, so we, cool. We want to score fast. Yeah, and we want to get in the other team's practice. Yes. So if we play Christian, you're going okay, Milani. She's going to do this. That's right. She's going to tip this ball, and you have to have some kind of remedy. But we're going. Hey, this or that. Choose your poison, Davis. <laughs> How are you going to defend it? Darn it! I don't like poison. <laughs> uh another one uh we start with a one-on-one okay and our libero is calling line or seam looking at is the blocker gonna dive in or not yes i like that i do this one a bunch i think this one's great yeah for sure this is a good one because that happens a lot absolutely right yeah exactly and so now you have as a communication with your libero and your attacker calling a shot Yes. And can we get that too? Because there's nothing worse than, oh, we got this one-on-one situation. She buried in the seam and the kid made a great dive-in move and you got roofed. Yes. Yes. <laughs> the story and of my you life. Could, <laughs> you, could dri- you, could drive a, you could drive a truck down the line. Yeah. It's just the line is so wide open, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, now, the next sequence is uh, kind of the new thing I'm looking at is putting players in weird positions. So you take your libero and you put her in the front row. Yes. And so you, t- and when I say take your libero, you have, let's say a little mini libero that can't block. And then you put her in the front row on one side of the court and you tell the setter, okay, she's going to be in one of the three blocking positions set to where she is. That's awesome. Yes. I like and so that. now you have this decision making, wait, where is she? And we're going to set to her. I love that. You do the same thing. And now you put a six, five coach as a blocker. Yes. And now cool. you move them around and the setter has to set away from them and the hitter has to do it. So you, you get penalized points wise. If you hit the ball and that coach blocks it, you I get penalized. Know. Right. And how often do we say as coaches, you hit at the bigger blocker? Why? Right. And it's like, but you don't make them make the choice all that often in practice. Right. Yeah. But well, and, and can we exaggerate is, yeah, Exaggerate yeah. it with getting a big coach in there and make it not the known commodity like i think a lot of times we'll practice against the same block situation like the yep. short short setter yep right what if that's not the case what yep. if they're smaller on light i like the variability yep. that drill offers that's awesome yep. yeah and then the last one uh is you do the same thing in the back row oh nice so you can put let's say your libero in three positions and say hey don't hit it at her right or you can take your middle who's let's say you have a middle who's a horrible defensive player what? and put her somewhere there <laughs> yeah. or put your worst defensive player try to hide her until your attackers find her i like that that's cool that's so really now cool. you have once again you have these constraints and you're just creating these situations for kids to make decisions yes without telling them what decision to make i love that and, and they got to figure it out i mean the other thing i would see about this is it seems fun Right. Challenging. We're it's back challenging. Into, we yeah. want to intellectually challenge our kids, right? Well, and if a, a libero got a block, right? She'd oh, be yeah, so yeah. stoked. <laughs> like every libero wants to play front row a little bit. <laughs> right. Every middle wants to play, you know, back right. row. And so I think that'd be really fun. Oh, it's cool. Right so, on. That's a great That's start. it. So okay. teaching decision making in six on six. We gotta play more six on six, but it has to be more deliberate coaching going on. I one hundred percent agree. What you can 
you can get a lot out of six on six or you can not get a lot out yep. of six on six. So awesome. Stuff. All right. That takes cool. us to the scenario. So the scenario is one that is dear to my heart right now. And that's basically how parents can support their child during tryouts. Ooh. Okay. And uh, Ooh. this is happening a lot lately. And I've just been having it's got to be tough for parents. Oh, absolutely. It is tough. It's tough. It's tough. I mean, we know it's tough for kids and we talk about it being tough for coaches making these decisions, but the kids is super tough, but the parents are there and, and yeah, it can't be easy. No, it's not easy. And, um, coach, I mean, I know mostly coaches listen to this. So coaches, please pass this on to parents. I think it would be helpful. Okay. And the first one is to be realistic before tryouts. Okay. Everyone has goals, but you also have to have intermediate goals and I, I, look, I feel tryouts, especially I, I'm, I'm sort of focused more on club tryouts right now because they have choices, right. right? I kind of feel you should treat it like a college search where you have a reach, you have a secondary and you have like a realistic. And if you do that, then when you don't get your reach, you're still okay. Right. I feel like a lot of times they have their reach goal. You know, I want to make the ones or whatever their goal is. Maybe it's not the ones. Some of them, you know, played on the sixes. They just want to make the threes or the fours or whatever. Maybe just move up a team. But if it's not realistic, then you're sort of setting yourself up for failure. Now, how do you know if it's realistic? Well, you got to you got to kind of get in the know. Meaning, if I'm playing behind Sid Bold and I'm a very good starting libero, um, I'm not playing over Sid Bold. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying in club? So I, I'm trying to I'm trying to get realistic about that. Hey, I might get some play time, but the reality is this kid is lights out. And I think a lot of times they literally the 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 kid and the families just literally don't have the awareness. They've been in their sort of competitive bubble where their kids are really trying and performing well, but the volleyball goes all the way up. And by that I mean the kids at the top level are absolutely insane to where the the kids that are sort of trying to aspire for that, they should really get their eyes opened at some yeah. point. Yeah, I think that this is uh, one that's that's tough. And, and setting goals like that, when you don't have control Full of control. a bunch of things, exactly. and you don't know, hey, you're a setter and you go, hey, I want to be on the number one team. And all of a sudden, two, you know, six, five Russian kids move in and they're <laughs> right. trying out for the team. And right. You don't know what's going to happen. I mean, Exactly. And I would love to say that, oh, the clubs are going to be loyal to you. They're not. They're not. (laughs) They're not. That age is gone. I mean, they'll be loyal to you in the extent that they will root for you, but they may not put you on the team that you want. Right. Right. So I I just think that idea of saying, hey, I have this reach, right? uh, but there's just too many variables that I don't control that I I can't just have my heart set on this thing because that kid might be playing the best volleyball of her life. I tell kids that all the time. Hey, you're playing the best volleyball of your life. Right. But we, you, we don't have a starting spot for you. Right. <laughs> it's just the way it is because this exactly. other kid's better. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and that happens all the time. And at my club, that's essentially most of the time why they, I, I mean, 99% of the time. That's why is that there's someone legitimately better. Right. There is the 1% where it's not the case, but in general, general, that's the case. So number two, be empathetic. Okay. Parents, I know you know this, but you know, it is such a, sensitive time for them and they try to put on a brave face but they are hurting this hurts their feelings the whole process of being evaluated right because they put so much stake in volleyball as a person 
that when they get evaluated, especially on a, you know, sort of critically, you know, sort of harsh manner, like, you know, you're not going to make our ones, that kind of thing. It hurts. Right. Yep. And I know the parents are trying to be empathetic, but this kind of goes out to everyone. Can the coaches be empathetic? We talk about this all the time here. We're coaching real people. I feel like I try to do this. I always feel like I could do better. Yeah. You know, and I think we can all do better. Absolutely. So right. that's my point. About that. Number three, be patient. There's so much of this guessing game before the tryouts are even over, like where they're going to go that sometimes that is the hurtful part. Meaning it, if they would have just taken a breath and just kind of completed the tryout and then got placed, they got placed where they wanted to get placed. A lot of times the highs and lows of the tryout process are exhausting. They're, they're hurtful in some ways. They hurt your feelings, not hurtful intentionally, but they're just, they're, they're truthful. So can you be patient as it plays out? Well, so, and yeah, along with this, I don't know if I'm going to be getting into some other stuff sure. you're doing, but this idea of treating this experience as a growth experience. Yes. You, I don't know. Are you getting into that yes, later? Yes, I am, but I love it. Go ahead. Okay. Let's just do this one now. This is okay. great. And this thing that, hey, rather than seeing it as just trying out for volleyball, we know that, hey, number one, you're showing courage yes. by trying this. And I respect the fact that my kid is putting herself on the line yes. to be evaluated because it's not easy. Absolutely. And so you're having this courage. And I'm, we're going through this situation together where you're putting yourself out there and, hey, great things could happen and you could be elated and we're going to be with you and you could be horribly disappointed. And we know that going in, but we're yes. going to be there together. I'm going to, we're going to support, we're going to support you through this. Yep. Uh, but what we know is after this tryout process is over, this is a, a, a life lesson that yes. we're going to learn together as a parent and as a child going through this absolutely. crazy thing, because it's crazy. That's absolutely yeah. right. And, and that's, I said, I said, you basically mentioned two of my points. I'll just okay. touch on those right now. Encourage your athlete to demonstrate grit. So it's not about volleyball. Like you just mentioned, it's about that life lesson and grit right now is the life lesson because you're going to have to do some hard things, you know? So that's a W that's a win, right? We, and that's number nine, focus on the W's. So there are W's that come out of this difficult experience. One, you get to play with kids that are a lot better than you a lot of times. Okay. Yep. Two, they don't see this as a W, but I do. You get to play with players that you're a lot more skilled than a lot of times an example of being able to demonstrate leadership, right? So, but they don't necessarily see that. They say, right. I'm, I'm better than these kids. Well, right. um, yeah, well, are you gonna lead or are you gonna allow this to kind of crush your spirit, right? Um, all right, let's go back to this list real quick. So um, four, be truthful and honest with your player. So with your athlete, with your daughter, right? If, if the truth is that these players are just better, that's okay. There's nothing shameful right. in that. And I think a lot of times we try to protect sometimes more than be honest. And there needs to be a balance to that, right? And um, those are difficult conversations to have because right. the player wants to be the better player. But sometimes right. that's the reality. Well, and I, I think this, you know, uh, you know, this we got screwed mentality. Right. Right. And right. that's why I'm supporting my child. You know, who do I need to talk to? We got screwed. Right. And it's like, hey, we only have so many kids on a team. Right. Um, we made these decisions and these coaches, you know, they're trying to do their best. Right. Uh, and I don't think they have some vendetta or something. Against no, no, that's never and the case. All this, you know, but I think sometimes we, they create these uh, narratives around right. that. Like, oh, 
he gave me the stink eye. He doesn't like me or something, that right. coach or exactly. something. And that's yes. why I didn't make it. Like, <laughs> no, no. Right. They were just, you know, they had some gas that day. That's right. probably what was going on. No but, <laughs> no, but I think that's totally true, right? They'll they'll see something they think is something because their mind is already focused on that. They they can't, you know, discern yeah, what's tough. the truth. It's it tough. is. It is. All right. Final thing. And I know everyone knows. Well, the, the big thing, take a long view. And you mentioned this. Take a long view. Like one year of club won't define your future as a volleyball player it just won't uh, if you're a, if you're a long-term volleyball player so you're going to have highs and you're going to have lows every year is going to be up and down and and hopefully more ups than downs but take a long view that tends to work and then finally accept where they land once you once you do accept where they land move forward take it as a benefit of experience and move forward and never look back it's over until the next year right right so i think uh some kids can kind of hold on to it the whole year and unless it's benefiting them i think that's a bad idea right and, and i think it's it's okay to disagree absolutely it's, i mean you might not be happy right right but if you decide to be on that team it's it's that idea of disagree you might all sit down and go okay what are we going to do here and we all have values disagreements then once we make a decision, we commit. Yes. We're all in it together. That's exactly right. And so, hey, you might disagree with the placement, but if you if you agree to it, then it's time to go all in. That's exactly what I, that's exactly the point that's I should make. Yep. Yeah. So I love it. So that's the scenario. I like it. So, I yeah, like it. We've done a bunch. We've uh, we've uh, beat that tryout horse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I did want to reach out to the parents. No, I, I, I just, think that's. I think we want to support the kids, and the kids yes. have the toughest thing, and the parents have a have a huge role. So yeah, I think absolutely. it's a good. Uh, I like your scenario. It's good. Cool. Well, we're on to the. Oh, do you have some, something else? No, I just think that you know. You said the coaches listen to this, and the coaches communicating with the parents beforehand. Hey, here are some ways that you can help your kid. Yep, it's exactly. great. We all know it's crazy. It is okay. Crazy. You yeah. can't say, you can't just be upset that it's crazy. That's just the way it is. <laughs> right. You got two hundred kids in the gym, in one right. age group, and we're trying to put them on TV. seven courts. <laughs> yeah. Well, awesome topic. So cool. We're on to the videos. The videos. Yeah, the videos are, you know, all of my this or that are kind of in that video. But I, right. I dug up okay. a couple that were on the site. And we'll, uh, we'll throw them in the in the show notes. The one is Diane Flick Williams, um, six on six, going for first ball kills. Um, and it's yeah. a rotation race. Okay, so you're going around. So once again, it's six on six, but there's a focus, right? Right. It's right. not just, oh, we're playing six on six wait, we're looking at first ball kills. Yes. And then you get that same thing we talked about before, the first ball kill on the offensive side and then defending that first ball kill on the defensive side. I like that. Okay, so that's, cool. that's the first one. The second one is Ben Josephson, a men's coach, who gets into really a, a, some the defensive decision-making in defending the spread offense. Okay. And cool. then what passes look like, what are the middles doing like, like, like there? what how are we handling this from a blocking perspective and decision making from our blocker very cool that's awesome so, a couple good ones uh to check out absolutely very cool so those will be unlocked on the show notes so we're on to the resource all and right i have a cool resource or i believe this is our first resource from TikTok. Ooh, <laughs> which i know not Does everyone's that mean used. i have to get on TikTok. <laughs> well i was just gonna out? say i know everyone doesn't use TikTok, but the reason i like it is it's super quick Right. Okay. The, the videos at the most are like a minute long. And so they, they do a really good job of taking the chunk out of some of the, you know, less important stuff. And that's why I like it. All right. So um, today we got the 
TJ Sanders. That's his handle, the TJ Sanders. Okay. And he is a former national team setter for Canada. And he's working with Dustin Watton on No Easy Buckets. He's the No Easy Buckets guy, Dustin. Dustin has been formally focused on defense, right? He was a libero for the national team. And now he's expanding to setting. And he's got some great guys doing the setting. And uh, they train both women's and men's setters. But TJ is basically just a uh, setter trainer. And he's got some awesome videos that, again, take some really uh, tricky concepts and not only have video of an athlete doing it, but they break it down in just real quick little nuggets. And I got um, I guess I got to get TikTok. Now. Yeah, you, you convinced me. <laughs> hey, hey, be aware that TikTok can be a little <laughs> sketchy sometimes. <laughs> but if, if you use it for its uh, for, for what I use it for, which is finding some great videos real quick, it's uh, it can be awesome. So, yeah, the TJ Sanders on TikTok. And uh, I'll put the link in the show notes as well. So yeah, good very stuff, cool. Davis. Absolutely, feel free to check us out on Instagram and on Twitter. On uh, Twitter, we are the Volleypod, and on Instagram, we're at AOC dot the Volleypod. Once again, thank you so much. Well Tom. done, my friend. Very good. See you next time. Alrighty, bye.